so hallelujah. 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 God made mothers for a reason. I looked at the definition of mothering and it means the characteristic of a mother, especially in being caring, protective, and kind. I want to call on that protective instinct in, in women today. That's what we want to talk about. And this morning, um, my message is titled, Mama Bears, Mothers Who Fight. Mama Bears, Mothers Who Fight. Have you ever heard of stories of, of cubs walking alongside their mothers, the bears, and somebody comes out of the bush and is walking towards them? You know that mama bear is going to tear that human into pieces. They don't even think it's an instinct. They just like, you leave my babies alone or else. So this morning we're talking about mama bears, mothers who fight. Let's start from Genesis 1-1, which is where everything starts for us. In the beginning, God, I'll be reading using the New King James Version, unless otherwise stated. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God. It's always, for me, and for any Christian who knows what they're doing, in the beginning, God. It always has to be about God. You look at things through God's eyes, God's perspective, God's views, and so on. And that's how I live my life in the beginning, God. But what did he do? God always is full of ideas. God is always full of of thoughts. And the Bible says his thoughts towards you. He's always thinking about you. They are of good and not of evil to bring you to unexpected. He's always thinking. He has imaginations about your life. So God has ideas, God ideas. So in the beginning, it all started with God and the world originally was God's idea. It didn't come out of two atoms that just didn't know what to do with themselves and there was a big bang and the atom came and suddenly there was earth, planet. Mm -mm. In the beginning, God. The earth, the planet is a God idea. And he created it for humans to live in. And he created Adam and Eve in the beginning. God, God idea. Adam, Eve. Because he wanted a family. That's all this is about, really. If you think about it, he wanted people he could talk with other than the Godhead, the the three-in-one God. And he didn't want to have that kind of relationship with angels. So he wanted a man and a woman that will fill the earth. That was a God idea. God is full of ideas, always. God ideas. In the beginning, God. He created the heaven. He created the earth. And he created Adam. And he created Eve so he could have a family. Everybody repeat after me in class. So he could have a family. Why did God create the earth? So he could have Good class. Good class. (laughs) Well, that's why God did that. God idea. God idea. But the devil had an idea too. It's like, really? You want a family? I got an idea. And he caused Eve to eat the fruit that she should not have eaten. And the family kind of disappeared right in front of God. 
Because sin came and God cannot relate. He can't stand the presence. God has no sin in him and there is no sin that can be in his presence. So there was no solution. There was nothing to be done. And the devil thought he won. Not the round. He thought he won forever. A God idea, a devil idea. Uh, But you see, God is not only full of ideas. He's full of solutions. So God ideas, God solutions. And it's like, seriously, you think you can steal my family from me? So what he did was he created another man. Another man in 1 Corinthians 15.45, the Lord brought a solution. The, the Lord always has another idea. Your life is not over. It never is. No matter how bad it looks or it seems or things you've done in the past, there's always a God idea that will take you out of where you are right now. If you will release yourself to him. God is full of ideas and he's full of solutions. So in 1 Corinthians 15.45, the Bible says the first man, Adam, became a living being. That was the family he wanted to create. And then the last Adam became a life-given spirit. So that's another God idea. This time, the God idea is a solution. It's like, no, I will have my family at all costs. But when you think about it, how did it come? That second Adam came. The first Adam was created. That was his original idea. The second Adam came packaged. Packaged as a child. Packaged as a child. The Bible says in um, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he did what? That he gave. His only begotten son. Son, child. Every child is a God solution. Every child comes into this world loaded with God ideas. Whether they were born into a Christian family, a Muslim family. My husband was born into a Muslim family. Today, he's our senior pastor, loaded with God ideas and solutions. Every child is packaged to come into this world with God solutions because the devil has not stopped having ideas. Idea of sickness, disease, pain, suffering, addiction. Do you know how much addiction is ravaging homes and killing people right now? Addiction. And you would be shocked where you find this children that are addicted or older people that are addicted. Some are addicted to cocaine. Some are addicted to drugs, other kind of drugs. Some are addicted to alcohol and so on. That's a devil idea. The God idea is in a child that was born that is finding solutions to that addiction. Every child is a God solution packaged by God. So as the devil releases his ideas, God himself is releasing solutions through children. That's why the devil is so mad. So mad. Wants to kill every child through abortion. If he can kill every child through abortion, you won't have new children. Do you see the pandemic that ravaged the world? In the United States, the birth rate dipped. So pandemic killing people, so people are dying, so the population is decreasing as people are dying. And people that are supposed to be born, no children, many children not born. Not just abortion, just children are not being born. A devil idea, but there's a God solution. Always there's a God solution and through a child. 
Always. I want us to look at Georgie. So this morning, my plan is to go through different women who fought to make sure the God solution came and stayed and fulfilled the reason why they are here. So mama bears women, mothers who fight. Every child, every child is an idea. If you go to Judges 13, I'll read verse 5 because I have many scriptures and I don't want to take too long on each one because there are many women, many. I've never seen women who fight like this. And they're very ferocious and, and uh, uh, ferocious and very um, just as like, you don't want to touch my child. No, you don't want to. That's what I want us to get into this morning. So there was a woman. They didn't tell us the name of the woman, but they did tell us the name of her husband. And in, in Judges 3 and 5, we find the name of the husband, um, Manoah. And that woman, an angel appeared to this woman. And in verse 5, um, she was told, um, well, in verse 3, she was told that she was going to have a child. She had been barren, no children up until, until then. And then in verse 5, the angel had told her she was going to have a child. And it's interesting, a lot of barren women, there may be a reason why the devil kind of attacks women that way. Because when they do have their children, the ones recorded in the Bible, they're usually stars. You know, like incredible, always coming with a big bang somewhere. And in this case... This Manoah's wife was told that you're going to conceive, you're going to have a child. And verse 5, the Bible says, um, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall, listen, this is the solution. At that time, Israel was under oppression by their enemies. And God sent a solution. He shall begin to deliver Israel. Out of the hand of the Philistines. Every child has a destiny. Every child has a purpose. There is a reason why they're here. So for Manoah's wife, and if you read that whole story, one day go read it. It was interesting. The, the angel spoke to the woman. And as I read it, I realized why she, he didn't come to speak to the man. Because the man was a very fearful kind of man. You know, the one that would not accept the prophecies. <laughs> because... You know, the woman goes, tells her husband and say, this angel appeared to me and this is what he said. And the man said, hmm, okay, let's pray again so that God can send that angel again. So, <laughs> so the Bible says God answered the prayer, send the angel again. And then, you know, everything happened and he's still thinking, no, this can't be an angel. It cannot be that we're looking at an angel. And then they said, oh, he says, okay, let's, let's, let's um, make some meal for you. The angel says, I won't eat, but if you really want to do something, do a sacrifice, prepare a sacrifice, a burnt offering. And they did that, and as the fire started to come, the angel goes whoosh and moves right into heaven in the fire. And the man again, instead of saying, oh, it's an angel, he said, ah, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die, we saw an angel. (laughs) So I said, oh, that's why he was not sent to this man. The woman, if you read on, the woman said, if we were going to die... Why would God send this angel? To? We are not going to die. We're going to have a child. <laughs> smart, smart woman. <laughs> but that woman received a solution for Israel at that time. The name of that child was Samson. That, those were the parents of Samson. And Samson did a lot. 
So I want to add, just before we go on, there are some women who will never have children biologically. Some don't even want children. But it does not mean, it does not mean that they cannot birth God ideas. So I want you to see yourself as I go along that you are a vessel. It may be through carrying a child into the world, or it may be that the Lord comes upon you in his, by, by his anointing and you birth his ideas. The key here is that God gets his family back and his family are well, prosperous, and the world does not go to hell because the devil's ideas, the main idea is to take everyone to, to hell. God's idea is to bring everybody to heaven, to the new Jerusalem and a new earth. And so you may be, you may not have a biological child, but you can birth a God idea. Now, this is where I want us to start. I just used that Samson story to tell you that the way God brings solutions to the world is through children a lot of times. They're through humans. It's very rare that God will solve a problem on earth through non-humans. We ha- yet now we have um, that little helicopter flying around on Mars. They haven't found anybody there yet. No water. So I started reading, and the next thing I'm reading now is that maybe they're humans, but they don't look like us. And maybe they don't need water. I said, well, until you find out, let's focus on us who are here. So for now, we will have no Martians. We are going to be humans solving our problems. And this is the way God has chosen to take care of us. Let's embrace it. Let's walk with it. Let's not wait for one from uh, Uranus. And, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. So though we now need mothers who will fight to protect these children. Let's start with Hannah. Some of us have to fight to birth the children. I am a firm believer that adoption is not right. Let me just put that in one corner like that. No controversy with me. Because every child that is adopted to me is every, every destiny aborted, every solution taken out of the earth. God can send as many, but yeah. If, 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 if it's just by humans that are here that we can solve everything, then we don't need new children. We don't know. We are here. We're, what did I say? No, I meant abortion. Thank you. I meant abortion. I, 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 I am a firm believer that abortion is not the way to go. A-B-O-R-T-I-O-N. I did not mean adoption. I meant abortion. Thank you. So there are, there, there are billions of people on the earth today, and still we have problems. So we still need new children. But some people have to fight to birth these children. Hannah was one of them. And if you read the whole story of Hannah in 1 Samuel 1, what happened was, a commentary says that she was the first wife. Her husband had two wives. And um, in those days, they had many wives. And everyone said that she probably was the first wife. The second wife, Penina, had um, at the very least six children, if not ten. People think she had ten. And they would go every year to Jerusalem to sacrifice and meet with the Lord and all that. And every time they went there, Penina would just smile and make fun of Hannah. I got 10 children. What do you have? 
zero, ooh. And she kept doing that until Hannah got just crazy. And then eventually Hannah decided that, you know what? We're going to solve this problem. And she went into the temple and started to pray. And when she was praying, the priest saw her, the high priest, and thought she was drunk. But she was not drunk. She was praying. And when she started to pray, her heart was poured out before God and said, God, I got to have my child. And when the priest said, why are you drunk at this time of day? She said, no, it's from the, from the pain in my heart that this prayer is coming. So the priest says, go, the Lord has answered your prayers. And within a year, she who had been barren for almost 15 to 20 years had a son. But in that prayer, when she was praying, she said, I'm going to loan this child to the, to the Lord. She said, Lord, and she wasn't telling the priest, she was telling God, if you give me this child, this child will be loaned to you for the rest of his life. Who was born by Hannah? Samuel. Samuel, the greatest prophet that we had just before they started having kings. So that was a solution to Israel's problem. But there was a woman who insisted that she was going to birth this solution. She loaned that child to the Lord, and then God gave her about five more kids. Who knows what age she was at that time? God can if you will labor. Now, I wanted to say something, though, about her fight. Her fight was not with Penina, her rival. Mm-mm. And we as women have a tendency to kind of allow our emotions to get the better of us. Don't do that. Like Rachel did. Rachel, if you look at Rachel's story, Rachel was the mother of Joseph. She too fought to have her child, Joseph. However, when she couldn't have a child, her fight was not in the right place. Her fight was with Leah, her sister. And then one day, in fact, this one I want to read because it was interesting to me. In Genesis 30, verse 1, she stopped fighting Leah. It's like, I don't even have time for you. And turned to Jacob. In Genesis 31. Now, when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied. Watch the emotions now. Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, give me children or else I die. Locked the man's shirt. (laughs) Who do you think you are? If not for my father, will you even be here? You better give me a child or I'll die. Today, I will kill you. Or I will die. One of us will die. And then Jacob said, ha. Jacob's anger was aroused against Rachel. And remember, Rachel is the beloved. Rachel was the woman he really wanted to marry, but their father kind of tricked him and gave him Leah. But this time, he wasn't doing any gentle, gentle, you know, my darling. The Bible says he was angry. Am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? And then, you know, the story was not pleasant. We have to hold ourselves together, women. No, when you are fighting, we'll talk about who we are fighting and when we are fighting and why we are fighting. It's not a human. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm -mm. 
But Rachel eventually evolved, adjusted, and she became a prophet. Look at her in Genesis 30, 22. Then God remembered Rachel after she had changed her approach, her ways. Probably started praying, became a praying woman. You know what? Your fight on your knees. Come on now. On your knees, with your mouth, with bold confessions, prophetic utterances. That's where you fight for the child. And in this case, God remembered Rachel in Genesis 30, 22. And God listened to her. Not when she was fighting her husband, not when she was fighting her sister Leah, not when she was fighting all the other people bearing them children. When she interacted with God and he listened to her and he opened her womb and she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. Not my husband. Remember she was fighting. Give me a child or I die. Now she says, God has taken away my reproach. So she called his name Joseph. Do you know the meaning of Joseph? The Lord shall add to me another. That's the meaning. She became a praying prophetic woman. That is the woman, the mother who fights. Prayer warrior. Prophetic woman. The name actually means adding. So every time she saw Joseph and she said, adding, come. Every time she's saying Joseph, that word means adding. Do you know she had another child? Benjamin? She did. She realized that prayer was the key. She prayed and started prophesying. She slapped that name on that boy. Unlike that other woman who slapped a name on her son. Help me remember the one, the one, Jabez. Jabez called sorrow. It's like, which woman arises in the morning from the birth, birthing bed, labor room, and calls the child sorrow? But this one, Rachel, had changed her ways and she became a prophet. Called her son Joseph. The Lord will add to me. And everybody will be laughing at her. You, daddy, took you 25 years to have a child. You are saying the Lord will. She said the Lord will add to me. And the Lord did add. She died in the process, but you know what? She got her child. Let's talk about the women. So those women fought to bring the God idea into the world. How about the women who fight to keep the child? Remember these two women who stood in front of Solomon? 1 Kings 3 from verse 16. We won't read it, but these two women, the Bible calls them harlots or prostitutes. They lived in the same house. They both got pregnant at the same time and they had children two to three days apart. This is something we still tell mothers today. When you have a baby, don't sleep on the same bed with your baby. Because you may roll over and, you know, and it happened. All the way in First Kings. Then, 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 then in First Kings. I don't know how many hundreds of years I was. But this woman rolled over and um, slept on her child and killed her child. But they lived in the same house. So, while... The other woman was deeply asleep. You know, she just had a baby. She was deeply asleep. She went and swapped out the baby. And in those days, no DNA analysis, nothing. There's no way to tell which child is which child. And there were two, three days apart, so there was no way. So she put the dead child, she put it in the woman's, maybe in the crib. Because she slept. Apparently, the other one didn't sleep with the baby on the bed. She slept with her own baby on the bed, rolled over and killed the child. Now she took her dead child, went and put it in the crib, took the life child. 
You know she was a bad woman. But you see, you can't tell who is bad by just looking at their beautiful, well-made-up face. That's the problem. So men, just a word of advice for you. Still looking for a wife? We may look real cool, but we're not all that cool. So here they are, one dead child, one live child. They go before Solomon, judge between us. Which of these children, which of us owns this child? The mother who owns the child knows, but nobody else can tell. And so Solomon said, okay, tell me the whole story. They told the whole story. Solomon said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Bring me a sword, a long sword. And then let's bring the live child. We're going to slice this child longitudinally from here. All the way now, you take leg and arm and part of the head and face. You take leg, arm, part, take half of the heart, heart, of, heart. Let's split. The one woman said, yes, uh-huh, yes. Split the child. Where is the sword? Split the child. The other one said, no, 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 no. Let her have the child. Whatever solution God sent into the world through this child was not that. Here, take the child. Solomon said, that one, that's the one who owns the child. God ideas that must be protected. That woman fought for her child. Mothers, real mothers indeed, will fight. Something within them will reach out and say, no, not on my watch, you will not die. How about the woman, that Shunammite woman? that created a beautiful hotel-like room for Elisha. This woman, remember that woman? This is the woman that every day this man of God will be passing through the town. And one day she thought, hmm, that story is in 2 Kings. You can write it and go read them, 2 Kings 4. And this time she created this room and the man of God was so pleased. And asked this woman, what do you need? What do you want? And the woman said, I don't need anything. She was an extremely wealthy woman, so materially she needed nothing. And then somebody whispered and said, she doesn't have a child. She's been wanting to have a child. She didn't ask for it, but they gave, they, the man of God said, this time next year you'll have a child. And the woman said, man of God, I didn't ask you for a child. Don't lie to me. Elisha said, this time next year you will. And indeed, within a year, she had a child. And the interesting thing was that child started to grow, going, doing well, doing well, until suddenly the child went to stay with the, you know, went to walk with the father in the field, started to have this headache. And I've been trying with my medical, you know, knowledge to try and figure out what could have that child, what could that child have had, you know, trying to figure out why did this child, the Bible says he had a headache. So I've been trying to figure out headache, headache, headache. Because it was sudden, they bring the child to the mother and within a couple of hours the child was dead. The woman said, hey, 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 to fear quite will not happen. This child, I told them I, do, I don't want a child. Leave me alone. You gave me a child, and now you will take the child. No, it will not happen. She said, get me a donkey. Put the child on the donkey, the dead child. The husband said, sometimes this husband, sometimes. The husband said, the husband said, hmm, it's not even the new moon. It's not the new moon. Why are you going to the prophet? What did the woman say? It shall be. Yeah, you don't discuss faith issues with people who don't have faith. What, what do you need? 
No, no, no. No. I don't need to tell you my problem if you have no way of helping me. Even though she was, the, the man was, remember when they first created that room, she was the one who, the man was not spiritually there, let's be honest. She said, this man that has been going back and forth, I perceive that he's a man of God. The man said, oh, okay, he's a man of God. Mm-hmm. Let's build a room. Now, the one thing is the man didn't stand in her way. The only thing was, she, he was not an active participant in faith. So when the man said, this, where, where are you going? Because that woman had said, get me a donkey. We're going to see the man of God. And she had a fight in her mind. It's like, I told you I don't want a child. Now I've put all my heart and my love in this child. The child died. Yeah, this child will not die. Let's go. So the man is saying, don't go. It's not new moon. He said, don't worry. It shall be well. Told the person driving the cart, move quick, quick. They went. Elisha sees this woman from afar. Ah, Elisha says something is wrong. And the Lord did not tell me. Why would something happen to this woman? Because Elisha loved that woman. That, that woman and woman, just on her side, take care of the business of God. Watch how God takes care of you. Ah, Elisha said something happened to this woman and God did not tell me. Gives his staff, his anointed staff, to his servant and say, take that staff, go meet the, uh, go ask the woman what's going on. She, the the uh, servant gets to the woman and says, what's going on? It's not new moon. Why are you coming? The woman said, excuse me. I don't have business with you. He kept going. Eventually, she tells the man of God, this is what happened. My child died and I told you, you know, uh, Elisha gave the servant the staff, go to the house where the child is lying on the bed, put the staff, the child will rise. The woman said, you are sending your servant, this faithless, and if you don't, if you don't get hazy, he does not have an atom of faith. Say, so, no, I will not live here until you, you will follow me, that child will not die. Mama bears, mothers who fight. So she gets there, Elisha gets there, do you know Elisha had to lie on that child three times before the anointing God? And then after the, the, the child is revived back to life, he carries the child, gives to the mother. The Bible, the Bible says the mother said, thank you. She carried that child and left. That's all she needed. That's all she wanted. We're not playing games here. We are not playing games. We are fighting for destinies. We are fighting for solutions. We are here to do battle. No games. Mothers, please, don't play any games. Just do what you need to do with your child. That's a Shunammite woman. I'm going to tell you about one more story, and then we'll wrap this up and pray. Let's talk about Moses. This one really blessed me. Remember, let's look at the background of Moses. In Exodus 1, the Bible says that after Joseph had died, the patriarchs had died, um, the children of Israel, if you Exodus 1, 7, the children of Israel were fruitful. They increased abundantly. They multiplied. They grew exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. And, you know, they were just everywhere. They were getting in the way of the Egyptians. The Egyptians didn't like, ah, this is not even your land. How come you are so many? It gets to a point in time, Pharaoh just got real mad. 
and the elders got real mad. It's like, one day our enemies are going to come fight us, and these Israelites are going to join with our enemies against us. We better start to find a way of diminishing their number and just making their lives hard. So they started to you know, do different things. And one of the solutions they came up with was um, maybe if we stop the birth of the children. Again, I told you I'm not a fan of abortion. If we stop the birth of the children. Now, they didn't know anything to do to stop the birth when the child was still in the, in the womb. But the plan was the minute the child comes out, kill the child. Just as that, before the child takes the first breath, just kill the child. And so let's read it in Exodus 1, 15. And the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of one was Shephra and the other one was Pua. And he said, when you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women, look at this devil idea now. When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stools, so they're in labor, If it is a son, then you shall kill him. See how devilish this idea is. If it is a son, you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. They're already doing selection. Who lives? Are they God? But the midwives feared God. Look at this now. And did not do as the king of Egypt commanded. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to be a biological mother to save destinies. These midwives were mothers to these children, even though they did not carry these children in their wombs. The midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, that is all these lily-livered women you people have, for they are lively, and give birth before the midwives come to them. They just found a story, something to tell the king, but they, they were not going to be part of destroying destinies. They just will not be part of it. Therefore, God, look at what God did. You can see that God thought a lot about this woman. It's like, seriously, you will dare to face the king and, and be, have civil disobedience, maybe even criminal as far as the king was concerned. God dealt well with the midwives and the people continued to multiply and grew very mighty. So it was because the midwives feared God that he provided households for them. Some people fighting. You are not the biological child, but you see this child. It's like this child, the way this child is going, this child is going to make a a shipwreck of their lives. And because your heart is filled with the fear of God and the love of God, and you understand what each child represents, you reach out and save that child. Foster women, foster mothers, we appreciate you today. Those doing it for the right reasons, taking those kids off the streets, we appreciate you today. You are working for God, you may not know it, but you are a minister of God. Because that's what these midwives did. Look at Moses. So it happens that eventually the king saw that there was nothing he could do about, you know, these women. The midwives will not kill these baby boys. 
So he decided that once the boys are born, his soldiers will go through the town where the Israelites were and kill the children. He knew his soldiers would obey his command. So it came to the point in time Moses' mother got pregnant and had Moses. And in Exodus 2.2, the woman conceived, bare a son, and when she saw him that he was a goodly child, the Bible says in Amplified, when she saw that he was an exceedingly beautiful child, I want you to note that this woman never got an angelic visit. Never. We know that Mary got an angelic visit. So we say, oh, maybe that's why Mary was, you know, obedient to the Lord, protected the baby. We know that Manoah's wife, Samson's mother, got an angelic visit. We know Zechariah's wife, um, Elizabeth, the husband got an angelic visit. We know all these things. So maybe that's why they kind of did. In the case of Moses, one of the greatest men who ever lived, no visit. The only thing was that this woman recognized, like, ah, no, <laughs> we will not kill this child. So there is a recognition within every mother. You should have that recognition. And that's what makes you fight. This is a goodly child. <laughs> this is a precious child. She saw. Amplified says that she saw that this was an exceedingly beautiful child. It wasn't just a handsome face. It was like, this is my child. In message, it said she saw there was something special. No angelic visit, no prophetic word. Every child is that special. But the mother recognized, every mother must recognize that there is something special about their child. Nobody needs to tell you. And then you fight. <laughs> your name is precious That's, I remember when our son Edie, he was very little he was going to um, there's the, somewhere in Highland Heights where the a nursery school there was something that was different about him because his sister by age 3, 4, 5 by the time Christine was 5 she was doing sums in her heads of hundreds and thousands in her head we'll just be walking, she'll be doing mental math I'll be throwing the numbers she'll be doing. but my son he didn't seem to be like that. Not that. Sh- ah, I said no. So one day, the teacher in the nursery school was saying to me, Well, he doesn't do this, he doesn't know this, he doesn't do this. I said, But what are you people teaching them? Because by the time my, my daughter was this age, she was doing this. He said, Well, let me just tell you, your son is not like that. I said, Excuse you. <laughs> What are you trying to tell me? Trying to tell me, oh, he's not smart. Then one day, Edie came home. One, this one I'll never forget. He came home. You know, they were just at that time write, learning how to write words. He brought this word home. He wrote everything backwards. The word B, D, all the things that should. Everything came like this. Ah, I said, Lord, it's not so. It's... <laughs> This child is precious. He's a goodly child. He's exceedingly beautiful. So, his dad and I said, ah, prophecy me. Ah, we will be prophet. You come here, you child man of God. We will speak everything we can speak on that child. Then he used to be so sickly. And I, with my medical pediatric training, you know, before this, I... Edie was, but one day my mom came to watch them while Pastor and I went for a conference. 
He started to have his asthmatic attacks. He used to have a ton of them. He never went to the ER because I'm a pediatrician by training. So I knew what to do. All the masks, everything. Do you know that when we went, by the, my mom said he had an asthmatic attack. Before my mom could even get it, he put her, he was six. He set everything up for her. No, the grandma, no, this is not how you do it. You put, and my mom is a pediatrician. Who's been a pediatrician even before I was born? So no, grandma, that boy was so sickly. But you know what? We, his parents, we saw that he was a goodly child. We will fight for this one. Satan, you will not take this one. You will not kill him before his time. He is a smart one. Do you know when they tested this boy about three years later, he was gifted in five years. I'm not saying gifted. They called him a gifted child. I went and looked for this. He must, uh-huh. Christy, when they tested her, she was gifted in three areas. In the five. And as the child, they were telling us. He's a goodly child. He's a precious child. My child is precious. I saw. So you will see in your child. Let nobody come give you any funny story. Writing you notes from school. Are you the mother? They sent you to teach the child. You cannot be telling me what my... I know my child. Yes, that's right. Today now, he has three... He's, 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 he's walking in, in three degrees. He's pre-med, his music, his psychology. And he's acing everything. That's the child they told me. He's not like his sister. No! You will fight! Yeah. Mama, be a mother's who fight. Where are you? Online people be prophesying nonsense over your child. Who are they? If they cannot help you, recognize, excuse me, move out of the... It's not you. Move, move. Gehazi, I don't need you. Move. And I have just a few more minutes here. Bear with me. So Moses' mother recognizes... Uh uh-uh. No. There's something special about this child. There's something special about... You must recognize that there's something special about the child God gave you. Whether you're a biological mother, whether you're an adoptive mother, whether you're a first parent, there's something special about that child. Fight! Fight! When that child is in the womb, fight! Speak life! Uh-uh. You will not die. You will live. Yes. You have destiny. You will fulfill it. Yes. Where are you going? Get up. You will fulfill your destiny. That child is struggled on drugs. Come here. I carried you for nine months. Which, which drugs? Yes. You will pray until that child is rolled off the drugs. Yes. You will pray and prophesy until that child is back in his right mind. Yes. Aren't you a woman of yes. God? Aren't you full of power? Speak! Yes. Fight! Fight for these children. I don't understand it. Somebody speaks and you say, well, they told me, excuse you. They told you, sorry, who died and made them God? Excuse you. It's not like that. Uh-uh. Don't you become and be speaking nonsense over my child. I'm not, I'm not in agreement with that diagnosis you just made. That's all there is to it. 
That's your story. That's not my story about my child. He's a goodly child. He's precious. And we will walk this walk until we see the preciousness come out of him, whatever the English word is. I'm going to see it, and I will not die. Do you know Mary did not die until she saw every word that God spoke to her about Jesus? And she was in the upper room when the Holy Spirit was poured out. That's a woman who fights. I will see this destiny. He's going to save the world, and then he's bringing, I will be here. Yes. I will not die. Uh-uh. I will not die but yes. live. I must see with my eyes. Yes. Fight. Yes. Fight. Yes. Fight. Yes. Fight to birth that child. Amen. Fight to keep that child. Amen. Fight. Amen. Moses' mother said, I will not allow them to kill this child. Yes. When the child could not be held and kept quiet anymore, she created something. Put the child inside. And put the child into the hands of God. Yes. It comes a point in time that everything you know to do does not work. Yes. What do you do? You put that child in the hands of God. Yes. Yes. It's not that you are stepping back. Mm-hmm. No, you are still. Do you know what she did? She told the sister, follow that, you know, that basket. She made a basket, put her child in, put a lid, put the child on the river. She wasn't giving up. She told the sister, follow that basket. She released that child into the hands of God, but was still fighting through her daughter. And you know how God does now. If you want to fight, he will fight with you. He made sure that the right person saw that child at the right time. Pharaoh's daughter, the same Pharaoh that said, kill all the children. Guess what? Guess who raised Moses? The same Pharaoh. Fight! Don't give up. And you see the play. So we have midwives who did their job. We had the mother who recognized. We had the sister who was like a surrogate mom. And then we had Pharaoh who was an adoptive mom. All in the life of one person. Fight. And how do we fight? Ephesians 6, this is where we end today. Ephesians 6. We don't fight like Rachel did. We fight. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We fight. But in Ephesians 6, the Bible says to put on the whole. The whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. Mm, mm, mm. Finally, my sisters. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, mothers. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Don't you be lily liver, be crying. Every day you are crying. Every day we're doing prayer point. Come on now, get up. Yeah. Amen. At what point in time do we stop praying for you when and you get up yeah. at 5 a.m. and do your praying? That's right. At what point? Yeah. 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 Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand and fight in the evil day. For we do not wrestle against all these people. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But against what who you are wrestling with is that devil with his ideas. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. 
Take up the whole armor of God. Helmet of salvation. Breastplate of righteousness. Belt of truth. Seat short with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The sword of the spirit. The shield of faith. And let any devil come near that child. Where was the devil born? Who born you? Who created you? Today we will finish you. Fight! Fight for that child in the womb. Fight when that child is little. Fight when that child is a teenager. Don't release your children at age 12 to the devil to be stronger on drugs. Come on! Fight! Fight in prayer. And in verse 18, the Bible says, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Just pray. Join prayer warriors. Pray. If you don't know how to pray, join prayer warriors. Somehow get it. Fight. Let's stand to our feet today. Let's pray and prophesy. Let's put on that, that fighting. Be a mama bear. Don't be fighting people because somebody uh, was bullying your child. That's not the kind of fight we're talking about. I'm not saying though that if somebody bullies your child, you shouldn't stand up. But that's not what I'm talking about. Because that bully will go. But the fight we're talking is about their destiny and God's solutions and God results that this child represents. I want us to pray. Lord, fill your women with the spirit and the energy of the warrior in the name of Jesus. That garment of the fight in the spirit. Lord, birth us anew in the spirit of the warrior fighting for these children that mean so much to you. For every woman, for the God ideas that are locking within them, wanting to birth them. Father, help us to stand and fight. Help us to stand and fight. Fight against sickness and disease in our children. Against addiction. Against demonic oppression. Help us to fight. We receive this grace today. And we thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.